Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Are Good Enough. This is your host, Kimberly Bell. All right, I threw out a poll on Instagram because I am trying to more understand what my audience can benefit from hearing to help them navigate their lives. And we had pretty much a tie between the topic of the worry that we have around our kids' decisions, right? and narcissistic tendencies within relationships. So today, we're talking about worrying around the decisions that our kids make, okay? And then next podcast, we'll be talking about the narcissism within relationships. Okay, darling parents, I'm holding you so gently in my hands. This is not an easy road. We have not, most of us have not had mentors, healthy mentors, to show us the way. And my core intention here is to help ease your heart and your mind in knowing that you are doing your best. And I, through my own painful realizations, am honored to help you allow to see some things about maybe yourself, your pain, and your parenting that has participated in a way in our inability to allow our children to be more expansive and free and, and create creators, if you will, because that's what they are. So I am holding and creating this environment for you. We're having a conversation. There is no judgment, okay? I might talk directly to you, because sometimes I, it just comes through that way, honestly. But I want you to know that I am walking this walk with you. I have just stumbled upon or learned, right, discovered, realized a lot of things in parenting. What I want to offer first, when we talk about the worries that we have around our own kids' decisions, this starts very early. I'm sitting here right now and I'm recalling the way that I was with my firstborn, wanting to be the perfect parent, wanting my child to be perfect, wanting everything for that child to be perfect. And that was just what I thought was the right way. I guess I'll say why, because that's the way I was probably raised, right? We're in a new paradigm of parenting where we're allowing our children to grow. Our children are growing. The days of raising, right? You think of raising cattle and hens and our children are not farm animals and they are not subjects to be used just because they're younger than we are. We're moving out of that hierarchical idea about, well, you're younger so you don't know. I'm here to tell you that our children are the next generation. Our children are the new creators to change this world. And you might be rolling your eyes listening to this right now and thinking about all of your children and thinking there is no way my child is capable or would I even want my child to be running this world. They're not running the world. They're birthing. They're helping us birth a new paradigm. And I'm speaking to the parents 
to help the parents realize that we need to hold space for our children to become confident inventors, creators, expanders in our world, our universe, and to start to look at them a little bit differently. Our children come in with such innocence, with such truth, with such, most of the time, love and open-heartedness. And it is only through the process of their relating with us and the world around them that they learn to shut themselves down. So I'm appealing to you, parents, to start thinking and allowing our children to be received more as we're co-creating, okay? We're co-creating all of our relationships, including our child-parent relationships, right? Our love relationships, family, everything is a relationship, really when it comes to another person and interacting. We're co-creating. And so a big part of this co-creation is what's my part in the co-creation that's positive and what's my part in the co-creation that isn't so positive, right? And we get to see the results, I guess. We get to see the manifestations. And, and I don't mean to talk vague. Basically how I'm seeing this is I have my child, and I know what my co-creation has been to a certain degree. I'm thinking about like my firstborn when they were toddling around the house. And there was so much fear within myself that I was projecting onto that child. And I believe that this one child in particular just came in highly sensitive and could probably feel a lot of me. And so... I believe this child also came in with fears from, uh, you know, a past, past lifetimes, I'll say. But I also believe that this child, because, you know, they were feeling me, that there was a lot of anxiety that this, this child was exhibiting, right? This was a, a child who was crying a lot, very timid, very fearful of others, loud noises, all things loud. Very cautious child. And I think a big part of it was that they were feeling my angst, my anxiety, my fear, right? And of course, when you have a first child, oh my God, right? You want to do it all right. <laughs> all right. So, you know, now that I've laid a foundation about this, you can see how I was projecting my fears onto my toddler. And parents, most of us continue to do that. We start doing it in the beginning because we're worried. We want it all to be good and healthy, and we do the best that we can. And we carry that a bit too long. And, I mean, none of that is really healthy. However, it's important for us to realize that we can change this, right? We've all participated in growing our children this way. We can really change it. So it is important to realize, I feel, this is, this is a big one here, that we have a new generation coming in, whether your children are um, millennials or Gen Z or whatever, all of this can change. I don't care how old your child is. It's never over, parents. It's never over. It's never too late. And if you're listening to this, it's up to you to start taking this information and making a decision about how does this fit for you 
what is the um, what are you feeling called to do as a result of this particular podcast? So we project our fears onto our child, and let's talk about what this does. I'm, I'm moving forward now. I've got a teenager that I'm trying to find the balance of allowing them space and feeling worried because they might not ever say the right thing, in my opinion. They might not ever do the right thing, in my opinion. And I've experienced all of this with my three children in different stages, right? Because they're different personalities. They have different things. When we project our fear and we hold on too tightly to our child, we're trying to you know, control them and we're trying to control the outcome and trying to all, all the while feeling, trying to feel better about what's going to happen. <laughs> That's what we're really doing, right? But I want to invite you to loosen your grip a little bit around your children because when we do project these fears, we cause confusion, possible frustration, anger, resentment, and eventually it will be distance. They will not want to share with you. They will not want to, as they get older, they won't want to interact with you as much. They might show up for family obligations, but you know what? Other than that, you probably won't hear from them a whole lot. And basically, a lot of that can come down to what they experienced in the household. They had too much. Now they need to go, and now they need to grow, and now they need to be and experience what they want to experience and learn more about themselves. And it's very healthy, right? But if we can start establishing a healthier relationship while our children are living with us before they go out into the world by themselves, if we can start allowing more of a co-creation and an, a respect for our children and their experience and listening to what they're saying, right? and allowing them to have an opinion, like all of these things, we can actually have a much healthier relationship with our children, and it'll be more of a co-creation, right? You know, picture in your mind right now with a child who, uh, whoever, whatever child's coming to your mind, and thinking about some changes that you could do. What if you allowed them to have their opinion without you getting upset? What if you allowed them to let you know that they don't appreciate your, you know, possible influence all the time or whatever word they might use to describe that? Our children are going to use the words to describe their feeling. And it's up to you, parent, to get triggered or to just hold space from a place of love and allow this child to express themselves. Most of us growing up, weren't really allowed or it wasn't safe. It didn't feel safe to express ourselves because we were so busy being the adults, uh, many of us, right? Being the adults in our families, being the sane one in our families. You know, I hear all kinds of words from my clients. One thing is clear is that many of us had a broader insight into the households that we grew up with and we were oftentimes energetically sensitive to everyone around us, we may have carried not only our burden, but everybody else's burden, right? So a lot of times, by the time a child gets to 18, 19, they've had so much, they need to just escape and get away. Um, I've had that happen with my own children, right? 
I'm learning right there with you, right? Might be a little, a little bit ahead of you, but I'm still here. When we do this to our children, influence them with our opinion, looking through our fear lens. So imagine our children are born. Let's imagine that our child is born without any fears, without any of this junk that we've been carrying around for a long time. But imagine that they have a parent who's crippled by fear. Imagine what kind of chaos and noise that's going to sound like to our child because every time the parent speaks, it's through a lens of fear because they're remembering what their experience was. They're still carrying around their whole lifetime, right? Which might feel like what a lot of you were doing. So imagine how that creates a distortion in the field of the child and it creates a distortion in your relationship. And, and basically, parent, what that's telling us is that you have some work to do, okay? Because you're still living your pain, living through your pain, through your trauma, even though it might not feel like it was a big deal, you still picked up a lot of very unhealthy attachments, codependent behaviors, all of these things. Our new generation of children are all about the freedom they're freedom coders, and especially these, this younger generation, they're all here for freedom, for love, for expansiveness, for curiosity, for allowing everyone to be who they are. They are not coming in here rigid with all of these projections. Our world is doing a huge transformation. And I feel like I'm talking about this a lot more than I thought I was going to, but it feels relevant. It feels important here to talk about this. I guess I'm really planting the seeds here to help you see how we are, we have the opportunity to either put the new generation into our old paradigm, old mode, or we can allow ourselves to open up and open our arms, open our hearts to ourselves and allow our children to bring in the gifts that humanity has been waiting for. The more we allow our children, right, the more confident they're going to, to soar and move through the world. And then their creations are going to be of that as well. So how do we move through the anxiety that we have, the fears that we have when we don't feel like our children either make good decisions or we're just worried they're not going to do it the right way? Number one, I want you to remember or maybe not remember, but adopt this perspective. Your children, they are co-creators and it is on them to create their life. The only way they are going to learn is if they bump into this and they bump into that and they fall down, they skin their knee and they learn to what? To get back up again, to learn not to bump into that wall again, to learn not to go over here, Shouldn't have done that. That ended up hurting someone's feelings, right? If our kids get older and they're dabbling into drugs and alcohol and this, that, and the other, there's only so much that we can do. But what helped me so much was realizing that my children are here to have their lives and to experience their life journey. And if I keep coddling them or holding on to them too tightly as they make this turn and they make that decision, 
I'm holding them back. I'm creating a distortion in their energetic field and my field because the universe is flow. It's ebb and flow. That's what it is. So how do we move through it? We have that perspective. That's a big one. We have to remember children are creators. Now, if they're five or seven years old, I do want to say this, right? If they're real young, this isn't hands-off parenting. Please don't get confused here because I do see some of these younger parents at times just allowing Susie and Johnny to go with the flow of life and there are no rules and there are no this, okay? It's not that it's hands-off parenting and I don't, I don't mean anything negative by it, but I do have like this visual in my mind. The way that I see a new, our new paradigm of parenting is we're mentors, right? We're loving mentors. And so that's also leading by example, right? So if mom and dad are leading by example by taking their hand off the wheel completely, that's not great either, right? That's going to create an imbalance in that way. So we're finding balance. This podcast is really, I guess, more appealing to the parent that, that really has a lot of that control or has that maybe unhealthy attachment, right? Really lives with a lot of stuff and they need to do a lot of inner work. Changing your perspective is really going to help you. You have to remind yourself of it. I had to do this myself. You have to do your work around your unhealthy attachments and your control. And what I have found through my own parenting, and I, I live with one of my, my children at this time, my adult children, it's more in my sharing my stories and what happened to me and how I felt and how I learned. I have really felt that that's a wonderful way to have a conversation with my kids. The days of me saying, well, you should do this, or you could do this, or I would never do that, or I can't believe you did that, or whoa, you know, <laughs> all of those really wonderful, um, non-helpful parental moments, which just shows your child how much you're judging them, right? Nobody wants to be judged. I don't want to be judged. I mean, look, if you're going to judge me, that's cool. I'm okay with it. But you know how it feels. We don't love to be judged. We don't want to hang out with the people who judge us. We don't want to hang out with the people who are like, oh yeah, do it your way. And then you do it your way. And then they're like, oh wow, I can't believe you did it that way. You know, that's not what we're talking about here. This is an unconditionally loving space. And that's what I'm helping everyone learn how to do is really holding that space. It means this is a zone where no matter what you did, even if you got arrested, even if you did this, you did that, whatever, I love you. And you know what? You're going to figure it out. And you know what? You're capable of figuring it out. Being able to say those words to your child is amazing. And you know what? You might fake it till you make it, but they're going to benefit from hearing it, right? You might believe it, but not really embody it. Having that deep belief in your child that they came here equipped with every single thing. It's the same thing that I teach you guys, right? We came equipped with all of this. Our children are the same. It's important to respect our children's feelings and their experience and that they experience the world differently than we did. They do. And, and those who have the hang up over it are those who probably need to get a little more curious about why we do. Why, why are we annoyed by that? 
Why are we annoyed that our, ch our child won't use our opinion or take our opinion? Why are we annoyed by the fact that our child needs space? Maybe you're worried that you might not have done something right, or maybe you're wondering what's going on. Focus on yourself, right? Focus on yourself. Go back in your history. What did you do that you could have done differently? You can always have a conversation with your child in the future. You can always share with them. I try to do that when I'm with my children, bringing up those things. Sometimes they don't want to hear it. Okay, fine. I'm not going to talk about it. There are things that are too sensitive to talk about, and there are things that you can talk about. But we're learning here what's comfortable, what's not comfortable. Honoring the boundaries of my child and also honoring the boundaries of me because oftentimes parents forget their boundaries. There should be boundaries. It's our job to teach our child boundaries, healthy boundaries, not, you know, healthy attachment things. That's no boundary, right? Or maybe you honor your child's boundaries, but you have no boundaries, right? We're looking for balance. Our child needs to respect us as well. They need to respect our experience. I just had an experience myself with my adult child who I live with. They came forth and realized they were judging me really hard in my life for a few things. And I could feel this while my child was doing this. And I didn't say anything. And I'm not, I'm, it didn't feel like I needed to say anything. Why? Because with that situation, it might not be all of them, I knew that in time, my child would realize this for themselves. And this would be uncomfortable for them. And within 24 hours, this particular child came to apologize to me for judging me hard. And what's interesting is, you know, this, this misunderstanding that somehow, if you're a parent, you know it all, right? It's not true. Not only do you know it all, right? You have, yeah, you know it all. You have all the answers. You've already done all this stuff. I completely changed who I am in my life, I completely changed what I was doing for a career in my life. I was a stay-at-home, tennis-playing housewife. Nothing wrong with that, but I was more focused on, I was focused on relationship building, 100%, focusing on our integration into community as a family, focusing on those things. Those are priceless. They are invaluable, and they are equally as important to what I'm doing now. But now that I have you know, aged out of that or not aged, but grown out of that life stream, that period of time in my life. My children are, you know, adults and they've moved out and all this good stuff. I decided that I would reinvent myself and I would follow more of my heart and I would create from my heart space to give back to humanity. And so that's what I'm doing now. So I've had to learn a lot of things, completely changing everything from technology, to being a business owner, to making big financial decisions at times, doing all of these things. Sometimes I've made what I would call a profitable decision. And many times I've made unprofitable decisions, I will tell you, right? And our children see this. But what happens is, and we had this conversation when, when she came forward and apologized, I remember the pain of not being proud of my parent, of watching them fall, of watching them not be what I wish they were in my eyes. And it hurt so badly. Very painful. Very painful to watch our parents fall apart and not be what we thought they were. 
we're waking up out of this illusion of what parent is and what child is. We're all creators. And there's been a false, um, uh, a false projection of what a parent is and what a child is and what family member is and all, all of this stuff. And now I don't have all the answers, but I'm telling you that we've learned a lot of untruths through societal projections. And it's been going on a really long time. So we're, so I'm helping us wake up in this way. But it was a, think about this, this um, conversation I had with my daughter. It was amazing. Amazing that I can have that conversation where I didn't get angry when it was happening, when I loved her unconditionally. And, uh, and, and I want to tell you that a lot of what I think to myself at times is they know not what they're saying, right? That's what Jesus said. They know not what they're saying. They know not what they're doing. They know not what they're being. They're learning just like you and just like me. So if we can drop our judgment, our children will also learn to drop judgment. A lot of the pain caused is by judgment. And we have to allow ourselves not to get so freaked out if something doesn't please us, if something doesn't go according to plan, the way that we thought it was supposed to. We might get embarrassed by our children. I've been embarrassed a million times by my kids, because, mostly because of my uptightness. Honestly, it was all my hangups. I had a lot of hangups to get through, a lot of control, a lot of stuff. If we can let go of our attachment to the outcome, this is really all on us, right? That's where our work is too, easing the grip of the attachment and honoring the individual experience and the individual person, right? So all of these things that I have talked about in this podcast are going to lead. It's funny. I'm getting very emotional because it's, it's really true. It's a beautiful thing, parents, when we can change. This will allow us to have children where we can experience a relationship with them, where they trust us, where they're easier and feeling happier in the environment. There's not that terseness and I'm right and you're wrong. There's no more of that. It begins to dissolve when we hold an unconditionally loving space and we realize that we're both, we're both in charge of our feelings and we're both in charge of what comes out of our mouth and what we do. Our children are learning from us mostly in a subconscious way and just watching and seeing us. They want to be like us. So a lot of the work here is really on us. And keep in mind, and I'm closing it here, keep in mind that yes, you are a parent, but what does that mean? What's your definition for parenting? Because we haven't had a good definition in the past. And it is time in, in the way that I see it is us learning to be a parent, a coach, all with a foundation of unconditional love and honoring the journey that our children are on. They're not here to live our lives. They're here to create their lives. And the more that we can wake up to that and allow, I promise you that's going to allow a lot of freedom, peacefulness, and more beautiful interaction between you and your child. So that's where I'm going to leave this. And you know what? I invite you to reach out if there's a podcast that you would like to hear. 
this has gone pretty long. <laughs> Sorry about that, but I guess everything that came in was important for you to hear. And as always, I hope that this touches your heart and I hope that it helps you navigate your life. And I hope that it brings you closer to your children and offers you both more peace and happiness and a deeper connection in your life. Love to you all and I will talk to you soon. Take care.